now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Coming up, we leave on Saturday. Going down to Universal, Cabana Bay, Volcano Bay View Room Suite, doing the Harry Potter experience. Yes! Can't wait. Oh, had a uh, wonderful experience with uh, my travel agent. Uh, who, who might that be? Um, Amy, do you, do you know who that might be? My travel agent? Adventure is out there, travel. That's B-E-K-K-A. <laughs> How come she gets all my business? <laughs> well, you said... It's true. No, actually, Dean Dean helped me out a lot. Uh, you know, setting up the room, getting the ticket packages together, got the early entry to Harry Potter and Volcano Bay. Uh, you know, hoping uh, we get some nice mid to high floor. You know, but uh, definitely, I'll be reporting on Twitter. That's going to be on Saturday, uh, actually, the day after this episode comes out, and then on Tuesday we check out. And um, well. I've been telling people we were going to do some other Central Florida things, but we're actually going to be staying at the new suites at the Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek. I can't wait. Sweet. What? Spending... Sweet. Yeah, we're. I didn't even. I didn't even let Dean book this part. I did this all on my own, and um, we'll be staying in, in a in a one in a one bedroom, and we'll be doing the park hoppers with the photo pass. And I've got FastPass Plus reservations. I've got ADRs. Oh yes. What? Oh yes. How long? I'm how going long to Disney. Have this, how long have you had this booked and you didn't even tell us? February. <laughs> there's there's something wrong with you. I, I feel lied to. <laughs> I feel betrayed. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, just, I didn't know either. Hey, listen. I didn't tell anybody that you got another dog. For crying out loud, yeah, you had a true. whole other dog in your home. And a whole other dog. I kept that secret for And you're sitting there going, two months. <laughs> I kept that secret for months, and you didn't even tell us that you were... Get out of here, you copper. I Come am, on. I, I am getting out of here on Saturday. <laughs> so we are doing the ultimate double dip. Oh, it's fantastic. I can't wait. Avatar, I, f- I figured out I haven't been to any park except Magic Kingdom in five years. And even Magic wow. Kingdom was three years ago. Have we got a lot to tell you? <laughs> Boy, he texted me. He said, I haven't been to Epcot in five years. I wrote back, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought you said you didn't know. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know anything. What are you, a lawyer over here? If you want to see construction and cloaking devices, you need to go to Disney's Hollywood Studios as soon as possible. Well, I am a child of Star Wars, so I will definitely be heading over to the studios for their vast Star Wars offering, including the characters and the movie. Which you won't be able Um, to finish everything in one day. I probably won't, but that's okay. We're there for five. Um, now, what the greatest theme park day of my life likely will be Tuesday the 22nd because I will be able to go to anything in Universal and anything at Walt Disney World, and I have Fast Pass Plus reservations and reservations for Boma. Oh, Boma. Yeah, I know. I love the Boma coma. Oh, Boma coma, and then head over to uh, Rivers of Light, maybe catch a late night 
edition of Pandora World of Avatar, maybe get in the line for Flight of Passage say, just at get in, park closing. Just get in line. You'll get to ride it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll get to ride it. So, oh man. Yeah, stay tuned to Twitter. I will be updating quite frequently. And uh, I actually will have a trip coinciding with our guests. Normally, we welcome the guests to our show that join us, you know, as we sit around just chatting. We actually have one of you here. Ben! It's a guest. It's a guest. Now this podcast has a guest. Plug your headphones in your ear, my friends, and we'll do all the rest. Amy's here, so is Dean. Paulie then completes the team. Try the cornbread, it's quite tasty. Don't believe me, just ask Casey. A Disney park had no chance. After all, it's built in France. But I'm here to say that Paris might be best. So keep this podcast playing and you might be saying, who's this guest? Wow, this guest, he's the best. Hello, everyone. <laughs> wow! Bravo! Wow! Wow! Bravo! So good. Or, or should I say, bonjour, mes amis. Ah, bonjour! And you know what? You definitely said that a lot better than you and McGregor in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. I have not seen it, but I have heard his voice, and it is pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Long it is, a, it is an embarrassment to both the English and the French. <laughs> oh, no. um, wait, uh, offending multiple nations, that's Polly's specialty. Right. <laughs> yes, with oh, my, yeah. my British-Australian accent. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was, that was peachy. Mm, that was something. Now let's, make sure we, now let's make sure we share with our audience what his Twitter handle is, in yes. case you're not familiar with who Ben is. I, I am on Twitter known as at a drama day because I am half whiskey, half Disney. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> that was a healthy mix. mix. Up to me. Healthy yeah. mix right there. Yeah, a drama day was a, a charity challenge that I did last year into this year where I did a video of a, a video review and history of a different whiskey distillery every day for a year. Hence a drama day. Wow. What, what's a dram, I have to ask? I mean, I know what a shot is. What's a dram? A, a, dram's, a dram's essentially a shot, but it's whatever size you need. So in the UK, <laughs> in, in the UK officially, it's I think it's 35 milliliters, but it could be anything up to a pint and a half. It's whatever you've got. In, however wow. big your glass is, that's a dram. Wow. Okay. So, so it's roughly the same as Amy's age on this show. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. whatever, whatever we, we want it to be. She's a Whatever good we want it's whatever we need it to be. Oh my goodness. Sounds like you guys trying to get me on the cruise by telling me that I could go in the kids club. Yes. You're, like what? Your your <laughs> Disney oh, ages yeah, that's, 8. That's uh that's that's in the trade that's known as a wee dram. <laughs> <laughs> the trade. Are are you in are you in the wholesale trade, sir? Uh, I I might be. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Mm. We might have to talk after the show. <laughs> I, all I need to do is just send you a picture of the shelves behind me. They are pretty oh, full. Fantastic. Yes, but as I mentioned, Ben and I will actually be at Walt Disney World at the same time. We We're going to do our best to avoid our families, tell whatever kind of lie, cheat, steal, to get together to have a pint or something, and, you know, escape those glares of, why do you want to meet internet people? Yeah. Why? Who? Why? Why do you want to meet this person? Where did you meet them? How do you know him? <laughs> Never mind. He sounds nice. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> He's British. How can you not want to meet well, uh, okay. someone from Britain? That works for Ben. What does he use as an excuse for me? He's from New Jersey. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, come and look at the weird New Jersey guy. <laughs> he, he offered candy. <laughs> he must he be safe. He's not as tan as I thought he would be. <laughs> His van doesn't have any windows, but that's fine. <laughs> right. Free hugs. Just tell them that Polly is paying the tab. Oh, well, there is that, that sounds good. <laughs> See, Polly, I'm all about helping. You, you are. That is very helpful, Amy. But uh, oh, what else is helpful is the reason that Ben is here. Uh, as we discussed our D23 kind of debrief episode, um, it came out that they're going to be bringing over a clone of an attraction from Disneyland Paris. None of us have any experience even remotely close to reading the entire Wikipedia entry for Disneyland Paris. So we thought we would invite Ben on to talk about Disneyland Paris because he was actually contacting us to come on a little bit ago to talk about their recent anniversary. We thought it'd be a great time to kind of tie it together. So, Dean, I know you have prepared ultimate quiz show questions uh, Ben. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Nobody right, told me about this. <laughs> I'm over. I'm overstating, but um, much like the well, Graham it, it Norton show, it was a pleasure show, talking to you, people. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> much like the Graham Norton show, we're just going to have you do um, impressions of other people. <laughs> well, yeah, because yours you, are so good. How do you pronounce penguin? <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce penguin? Yeah. The, the correct way, madam, which is penguin. Yes, not like Benedict Cumberbatch, who says penguin. 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 These penguins. <laughs> penguins. <laughs> penguins. Anyway, I'm going to throw the proverbial microphone over to Dean, who's going to sit over there on the couch next to Ben. Take it away. Thank you, Polly. And thank you, Ben. I'm really uh, excited to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, we've contacted on, on Twitter, and we followed. I followed you for a while, and I know that this is not your first trip to Walt Disney World, and so even though we're here to talk about Disneyland Paris, I want to get a little bit of your Disney background. And I have to imagine, um, whenever you travel to Walt Disney World, that you are not over there for like a race weekend. So, what is your typical <laughs> what is your typical trip? So, um, so in the UK, I, I, as far as I'm aware, um, in the UK, our um, sort of employment holidays are a bit longer than you guys have in the US. So. As a standard, we tend to get 25 days holiday, um, whereas I, I believe for uh, for Americans, it's it's maybe less than 20. Yeah, you get some jobs that'll start you at two weeks. Um, mine was nice enough to start me at 19 days because, you know, they couldn't give a full 20 and just have it before a week. So it's 19 days. And then uh, I think at my company, you, to get to 25, you probably have to be there, you know, 12, 15 years, something in that neighborhood. So yeah, th- yeah, I've I've reached 26, and I've been here for next year will be 13 years. So yeah. yes, yeah. So we we ha- we tend to have sort of chunky holidays, and and obviously you know we live on a little island which is not particularly brilliant for weather. So um, overseas holidays is is a pretty big thing. Um, and obviously if it takes you eight nine hours to fly across to Florida, um, you're not just going to bob over for a weekend because two of those days are are just traveling. Um, and then there's jet lag and everything else on top as well. So um, the, the the first time I went out um, was with my parents and I was 
I was I think I was about eight or nine. Um, so we're looking at, and this is obviously going to give my age away, uh, pretty much exactly 30 years um, since I first went. And um, when it was just me and my parents, we used to go pretty much every other year. Um, and we actually joined um, the Disney Vacation Club in 1992. So it was the year after they launched it. Um, nice. And it was when it was still just Olkey West. So we've been DVC members since then. Um, I met my now wife when I was 16. Fortunately, she was a massive Disney fan as well. Um, and in the last probably 10 to 15 years, we've gone every year. And then more recently, we've been fortunate enough to go twice a year. So this is the world's biggest humble brag, but we are, <laughs> we are massive Disney Park fans. And um, if we had the capability, we would move out there in a heartbeat. We don't actually go on holiday to Orlando. We go home for two, two and a bit weeks, and then we holiday in England for the rest of the year. Um, so, you know, we're really experienced with, um, with with Florida. We've never done Disneyland. Really, really want to. Um, hopefully, we'll get that chance in a few years' time. Yeah, add, um, add another seven hours to your flight and you'll get there. There's, no, yeah, there's, there's that as well. And then, you know, we, we've talked about doing Shanghai because of Tron, and I'm a massive Tron geek. So, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to do the other parks. Now, um, Paris, obviously, is a lot closer for us. Um, you know, even I figured that out, and I wasn't that good at geography. <laughs> mm. But it's it can still be pretty pricey. Um, we can drive it. Um, you can get the the Channel Tunnel, which is the um, the, the tunnel underneath the Channel, and it's been called the Channel Tunnel. Um, that links uh, England to France, um, and you can hop on a car, you drive onto the train, go underneath the Channel. So for where we live in Yorkshire, it's about um, five hours down to um, Dover. Then. Uh, I think that the trip is it's only about 30 45 minutes on the train and then it's about another two two and a half hour drive on the other side so we tend to stay overnight get an early train and we're nice and refreshed and it's an hour uh, hour time difference so we've done Florida a lot more than before we first went to Paris um, it was the first overseas trip that my wife ever took um, when I took her to, to Disneyland Paris for the first time so that park opened in april of 1992 and i know we were definitely there for their fifth anniversary but i think we'd been there once before so it might have been maybe 93 94 that we first went um we've not gone as much because our priority is florida um the last time we went we were actually in dlp physically was um quite early on last year so it's been a while since i've physically been there um but being so close and just being a Disney park, we, we keep quite a keen eye on it as well. And we've got some friends that go a lot more regularly than we do that we catch up on. And, and we've been out there a couple of times together. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much my, my park history in terms of both parks. Nice. All right. And then Disneyland Paris, uh, as I understand, isn't exactly in Paris. Is it close no, enough? No, no. Is it close enough to make a Parisian vacation where you do Disneyland Paris and see the sights of Paris? Absolutely. So if you, if you were flying into Paris, you'd be flying into Paris Charles de Gaulle, which is the um, is, is the main um, the, the capital airport. So it's it's an equivalent to the likes of Orlando Airport, Miami. It's absolutely enormous. Um, don't fly into Paris Orly, which is miles away, um, and it's it's uh, um, taking the mick that they've put Paris in the name of it. Um, but you, you come into Charles de Gaulle. Um, there's basically two ways that you can get to Disneyland Paris, and Disneyland Paris is directly east uh, of the center of Paris. Um, it is 20 miles away, and you could either get the magical shuttle, 
which is the equivalent of the Magical Express. Um, it's part owned by Disney and it has the same issues that the Magical Express had with Dean. It depends on the schedule. I think they're more scheduled than Magical Express, but it's um, depending on when you arrive and what hotel you're staying at and the loop that it's going to make around those hotels. It should on average take you 45 minutes, but it could take an hour and a half if you've mm. got bad luck. So if you were Dean, you probably would take about two hours. Um, <laughs> or, alternatively, you can get the TJV, which is the, the bullet train. And um, this goes directly into um, the center of the resort. And I'll sort of explain a bit what goes on um, with the TJV station in a little bit when I'm talking about the hotels and Disney Village. Um, that only takes 10 minutes and um, you, you're looking at about $25 for an adult, ten, um, sorry, $32 for an adult, it's 25 uh, quid. Hello everyone, this is your translator speaking. For those that don't know, a quid is otherwise known as one English pound. Um, and about $13 for, for a child, so it's actually only a couple of dollars more than getting that 45 minute bus journey but it takes you 10 minutes and you can actually get away with not having to buy a ticket because it only takes one stop and it's 10 minutes and it really would be unfortunate if a ticket inspector turned up to look at your ticket you can get in and out without purchasing a ticket naughty and you shouldn't and we never run that risk we never run that risk and then always walk out going oh we could have got away with that for free but at least you've got that smug satisfaction of knowing that you're a decent human being yes so i had a question about comparative size of disneyland paris to other magic kingdom style parks in the world so um i guess specifically between the magic kingdom in florida and disneyland paris in france um which one is bigger and how do you think they compare with each other uh in terms of size i would say they're probably about the same in terms of the magic kingdom sections i don't know mm -hmm. what they are exactly um but certainly looking on a map they I, disneyland paris might be slightly smaller but not by much to be honest um in terms of the resort because it's quite self-contained um the resort itself is uh, about eight and a half square miles in total so that includes the two parks the small disney village shopping section and the hotels um, whereas Disney World is 48 square miles, something like that. So that will give you an indication pretty much of the resort itself. But in terms of the Magic Kingdom Park, it's it's certainly comparable. Yeah, I just took a quick peek. So just to talk about it in acres, all of Disneyland Paris is roughly 5,000 acres, just shy. Uh, Walt Disney World, we know, is roughly 25,000 acres. Um, and Disneyland, believe it or not, is only about 500 acres. So that, that gives you the... the wow. um, the, the comparative there you're right disneyland paris and magic kingdom are both about 130 135 acres so they're roughly the same size but the studios park over there is about half the size of hollywood studios to give a square footage or you know acreage perception so yeah but has about four times more things to do that would only have to be 16 <laughs> <laughs> hang on hang on Th things to do or rides to ride both. <laughs> I, I challenge you on your trip to go to Hollywood Studios and complete everything they offer in one day. Everything. I have I have three kids. I can't do anything in one day. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Disney. I can't even though. get them dressed. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Now, <laughs> with um, you know, thinking about the other Disney parks, with Disneyland Paris, I gotta imagine at times weather could be an issue there. It, it is open year round, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, 365 days a year, um, and it it has been built with that in mind. So uh, there is a lot more. It's not like the whole thing is undercover, but there are more um, covered spaces for you to hide in. Um, and um, Main Street USA in, in the Disneyland main park has two arcades down the side of it that are covered walkways. So not only does it split the footfall um, when everybody's leaving the park after the fireworks, but if it is chucking it down with rain, there is places to, to stay in the dry that aren't just hanging around in the doorway of a shop and getting in everybody's way. Um, the castle itself, um, it's a very pink castle. Uh, and the reason that it's that color is because it's set better against a gray sky, which there are more of. Um, so the actual color combination for photos stands out more because you're more likely to have a gray sky in Europe than you are in the bright blue uh, sunshine of Florida, where that gray and blue castle stands out really well. Now, is their castle mm. a little more ornate or like more, more sculpture, carving, decorations? I've heard that the, their castle is pretty fantastic in Paris. Uh, it is. I mean, it, it's. It's. I wouldn't say it's. It, it's not bigger as such, but they actually have it on a hill, so it, it looks a bit taller. But there's a, a more of a base because they kind of raised this hill up to then put the castle on, and it's. It feels wider. It's sort of spread out a little bit more to the left and right if you're facing it head on. Um, you know, we have castles in Europe, so it was always going to be tricky for Disney to come along and go, "Hey, look." we've put a castle in the park because right. most people are going to go, yeah, there's one around the corner, mate, not bothered. So they had to really do a lot more to it. Um, and there's, there's definitely more of a, and it's, it's designed closer to a lot more castles in that sort of European area. So not just France, but Germany, Austria, that, that type of place as well. Um, it's a really impressive castle. The color is unusual if you're used to um, the American parks uh, and it is a bit kind of like, oh my god, they're doing that birthday cake castle again. Initially, it's, <laughs> it's not that bad, not that pink, but it's yeah, it's um, it is quite disconcerting. But eventually, it's like, yes, this fits and this fits this park. All right. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of history just in case people didn't know this. So there are, were plans to put a Disney theme park in Europe all the way back to the early '70s. So basically, they launched Walt Disney World, said this is a rousing success. Where else can we put one of these things? And they toured literally, uh, supposedly at least, I would say hundreds, I, I've read thousands of sites. And they settled on either Spain or France uh, as by the early 80s. They knew they were going to go in one of those two countries. France was actually picked for a park late in 1985. And as Ben said, the park just had a 25th anniversary. So it opened up in April of 92. Um, so do you know a little bit about the, um, I guess I'll call it like Disney and the culture um, you know, England or France are really all in Europe. Like over here, it feels like it's not just Disney Twitter. There's a big Disney presence in throughout America. You know, even if you're not a theme park goer, there's enough Disney to satiate your appetite. What, what is it like over there? Is, is Disney well received? Is that sort of a? Are you mocked for being such a Disney fan? Not really, but we we have this distance, um, particularly in England, in that you know, this Disneyland in Paris, which almost tends to be forgotten about. We have a lot of TV adverts for Florida. Um, Disneyland in California, it's almost like it doesn't exist. Any TV ads that we have um, on, on uh, TV, because they're TV ads, are for Florida. <laughs> that's where TV that's ads it. go. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be <laughs> stupid if you put them on radio. So that's where, um, 
<laughs> not gonna make the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that one might make it. <laughs> anyway, now, so are, yeah, are the radio are the in Europe are the radio ads on radio? No, no, not nothing on radio, uh, or not that I know of. Internet probably ads, would help. You, I could probably answer that question better if I actually listened to the radio. <laughs> BBC Three. Uh, oh no, that's dry as a bone. That that's that's for dusty musties. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like a two a.m. Not, not a clarifier. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, that BBC BBC Radio doesn't have adverts because it's um, uh, run by the. Oh, that rate. makes sense. That makes so, sense. Um, but yeah, poly, um, poly, it's, for it's poly's t- clarification, it, the, the arcades don't have video games in them. So. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it's there, there is uh, there are TV adverts for for Florida. Um, we do get occasional TV ads for Disneyland Paris, um, and they pushed them certainly in the last few years because they've really been trying to push Disneyland Paris as a viable option. Um, but in terms of Disney generally, we have Disney stores dotted around. They have consolidated some of the business, so you used to find Disney stores in quite a few uh, towns and cities around the UK, and there was quite a, a uh, about three or four years ago because one of my good friends used to be a manager of one of the Disney stores and she got made redundant because they closed a load of stores so we're looking at about four or five years ago now um, but there are still Disney stores around we have Disney Junior and the Disney Channel on um, our satellite channels so Disney is well known but there is enough of a distance and there is not so much of a um, concentration of whole Disney media as there is in America that there isn't so much of that you either love disney or you hate it um it really yeah there are some people that are like what you're going to disney again but to be honest people that know me know that's what i do um and because uh it's it's a it's a main holiday is going to america generally um everybody knows florida if you say you're going to florida the first thing people will say over here is are you doing the disney parks very rarely (laughs) do they say universal um even though we do have some universal adverts um, and they have done Harry Potter a little bit, but not to the extent that Disney do. So most people will say, are you doing the Disney parks? Um, occasionally people will say, are you going to Disneyland? And then I'll give them a punch on the nose and say, no, it's Disney World. Get it right. So we we have enough distance. Disneyland that... Orlando. Yeah, it's, oh, it drives me nuts. So, yeah, so we've got the distance to be able to... Um, maybe not go quite so loopy over it as I probably would want to. Now, I know one of the concerns that travelers would have going to the French park is that there's there's this image of like a stigma against Americans or against English-speaking folk that you'd run into problems because you don't speak French. And I know that there, you know, when, when Disney parks first opened over there, it wasn't really well-received in the culture to have sort of that Disney look you know, the, the no tattoos, no facial hair, trim haircuts, et cetera, et cetera. So do, do you find that to be an issue at all if you don't speak French? Not within the parks, no. Um, and to be perfectly honest, if you're going from the airport where everything is multilingual on the signs and a lot of people do speak English and you go straight to the Disneyland Paris Resort, a lot of it is half English, half French, be it signs, be it um, cast members will speak english quite happily uh, to be honest, you know in most of europe english is the second language and outside of the uk a lot of people speak more than two languages quite easily um the british don't because 
we don't feel like we have to because everybody else <laughs> speaks English. So we can't be bothered. They have to do the work. Um, so it, it's not really a big deal. A lot of the shows um, do split the show. So one, one show will be in English. The next will be in French. The one after that will be in English. So if you time it right um, and it's on the schedules, they don't hide it. You can pick the English shows of the stage shows. Um, some of the other shows uh, and actually some of the rides, things like Star Tours, that sort of thing, half the dialogue will be in English and half will be in French. Um, they actually had Captain EO there at one point where the film was in English, but the uh, preamble where the meteor's flying in the screen and comes out towards you um, with the narration, they put that in French. Interesting. So they, they kind <laughs> of they, they meld the two together. Um, and the French that they use is is understandable enough that you at least get the gist of what's going on before they're speaking English anyway. Fringlish. 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 Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what about smoking in the parks? I mean, in, in the U.S. parks, it's very designated smoking area, at least it's supposed to be, and I've noticed over the years that they've moved those farther and farther away from the main areas, which I personally am appreciative of, um, but uh, how is smoking in the parks over there? It's, it's got a lot better, but to be honest, it was pretty awful, um, particularly in, in the early days. And, um, you know, my wife and I aren't smokers. Uh, we, we really don't like it. And having done uh, Orlando, where we've seen over a long time smoking become less and less prevalent, it, it's, it's a cultural thing as well. This is the thing, you know, French are known for, uh, you know, without trying to offend any French listeners, but, you know, it's kind of a, a stripy blue jumper with a beret, onions around the neck and smoking a few was. <laughs> it's that, you know, it, it's, it's that sort of thing. But, but Muffin offensive there. No, not at all, you know. That's, that's what they do, riding a, a bike with a baguette under their arm. It's, it's the French. So, <laughs> but they're... they're um, sm smoking is a big part of their culture. So... The parks were, and they had no smoking areas. This was the thing that sort of annoyed us coming from from Orlando over to DLP was they had non-smoking areas and yet people were just walking around smoking around the rest of the park and the cast members were not doing anything because the cast members themselves, they weren't smoking, but they were kind of, well, that's what they do. We can't really do anything. And it's, it's taken them a long time to really kind of, really stamped down on it and even then even now it's still not brilliant it's still there it's not as bad as it was but it's far from ideal i don't know I, i'm thinking about how much that would really impact my vacation experience I, we have a we have a couple of casinos here in connecticut and i just went to one i think it was last weekend or two weekends ago and i forgot just how disgusting it is for me to be around smoke and we weren't there that long and i came out and my i, I just have this image of like walking down main street and having smoke billowing on both sides from people with cigarettes and i would not want to experience it that way so it's good that it's sort it sounds like it's a little bit contained but maybe not nearly as much as in orlando it's far from perfect but like i say it's a lot better than it was and it's 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 now at a level where it's an inconvenience rather than this is really off-putting so they're not people aren't lighting up a cigarette as space mountain starts no <laughs> not on the but as soon as they get off right yeah. <laughs> calm <all>. the nerves <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So, obviously, I think we've seen over the last, I'd say over the last 15 years, the celebration of Disney anniversaries have become pretty prevalent. And, you know, part of our topic here, Disneyland Paris just hit their 25th. Did, did you find that to be a, a big celebration of the park, or was it more of a fan-driven event? No, they pushed it. They, they really pushed it big style. They, they struggled in the early years. Um, 
when it first opened it was actually run by a um it was like a subsidiary of disney so the the, the resort wasn't owned by disney parks itself um and it had some independent um financial backing they also had some deals with the government so um, the french government had a, an input into some of the operations of the park as well um and it wasn't actually until june of this year that the walt disney company took over full control of the park itself and in those early years they really really struggled it didn't even hit a profit until um 1995 was their first quarterly profit um and at one point it was in the uk you know i I was kind of aware of um, press reports saying, you know, it's really struggling. They're, they're running at a loss. You know, is it actually going to still open? Um, Disney are going to have to get involved, this sort of thing. And this, the 25th anniversary celebration felt almost like, uh, wow, guys, we've made it. And actually, we're doing really well. <laughs> Check us out. Right. And it was kind of a, almost a, not a sense of relief, but it was a celebration of, of not just 25 years, but they've survived and they've turned that corner and look at what we've got and look at what we're bringing you for new things. So they've, they've done a lot of, um, they've done refurbs, they've brought in some new shows, they've got new fireworks, they've got a new illumination show, um, and they, they've really gone for it. So this is very much Disney going, hey, look, we mean business. You know, we are here for the long haul and we are doing a really good job. Um, so there is a, there's a loyal fan base um, of, of Disneyland Paris and, you know, they're, they're probably less vociferous um, and also less reactionary than um, U, U.S. Disney Twitter, um, but they're still really keen. They're still really passionate. So, you know, they, they definitely have been very pleased to see what it is that they're doing. Yeah, I don't think you want to compare any fan base to U.S. Disney Twitter. No. <laughs> no. That is a heightened level of passion right there. Not, not always on the side of reasonableness, but uh, certainly a passion. That is a passion I love, I love all of our followers <laughs> at Butter and Bacon on Twitter. Please give us Thank a you, follow. Amy. Give us your This is feedback. why you're the favorite. So, Ben, you, you, you compared Magic Kingdom and Disneyland... Was it Disneyland Park over there? Is that what they call it? Uh, yeah, Disneyland Kingdom? Park. Park with a C. Yes, they, uh, yeah, I, mean, I knew it was very park. close. Yeah, I knew it was very close Disneyland to Disneyland. Park. Disneyland yes. Park. If if you if one is a a Magic Kingdom veteran, how familiar or how comfortable would they feel walking around that park? And you're gonna give us a a quick tour through and and what what are we gonna walk around and say? Oh yeah, I'm I'm expecting that there. And then all of a sudden I turn the corner and, and it's just not where it should be anymore. <laughs> so you would uh, just coming into the park would be weird because the the Disneyland Hotel, which is the deluxe hotel, is actually straddles the entrance. Um, you walk underneath the Disneyland Hotel to buy your tickets and then get into the park itself. Um, so that's strange anyway, because you've got this beautiful hotel, very comparable to the Grand Floridian, particularly inside the lobby. Um, and there are a number of, of areas, certainly in the hotel and then in the Magic Kingdom equivalent, where you do get a lot of deja vu, where it's kind of, hang on. And if you're remembering it, um, having been to both, you're like, hang on, which park was that? Where was that one again? Um you walk underneath uh, the railway station, um, but it's not because of where the hotel is. It's not quite as open as uh, the entrance in Orlando. But Main Street USA is very, very similar. Um, the music's the same. The look is the same, with the exception of these two arcades um, down either side. But you can stand in the middle of Main Street, and and if the weather is really, really good, it can be exactly the same as being in in Orlando. Um, they do have a restaurant which is above the shops called Waltz. 
um, which the engineer guy called Eddie Soto actually dis- uh, described as a Club 33 for the average guest. Um, <laughs> it, it, w- it would be perfect to have that in Orlando as a Club 33. And when you guys were talking about it, I couldn't help but think of Waltz. Fantastic restaurant, fantastic mm-hmm. location. Um, What's the food like up there? Really, really good. It's American-based. Uh, the menu's based on uh, Waltz history. So they do a, a hot dog with a side of chili because that's how he used to like his hot dogs. Yes, uh, with chili. yes. It's, it's very referential to um, sort of his childhood. The, the rooms um, in the restaurant are based on uh, lands um, around the parks, um, but the, the, the restaurant itself, the theming as a whole, is Walt's early days with Lillian and him growing um, Disney as a company. Um, it's a lovely place. Really, really recommend it to anybody that can, to get, can get there. When you get to the end of Main Street, there is a Casey's Corner on the left-hand end. Um, Casey? How... Yeah, good old Casey's Corner. Um, the Plaza Gardens restaurant is actually on the right rather than the left. Um, and then you're into the hub. So already you're you're really kind of like, this is not too dissimilar to, to Orlando at all. The castle's directly ahead of you. It's quite a wide open hub as well. There's a lot of space around as it as it is now, but not like it used to be. There's, there's not that many trees around. You go into what would be Tomorrowland, but in Paris it's called Discoveryland. And there is a consistent theming here unlike the mess that is is orlando and um it's based on jules verne so it's very steampunky um they have a buzz light year um but this one's superior because you can actually pick the guns up they're not fixed oh. the, uh, to the unit you can pick them up and wave them around so if your three-year-old daughter is deciding i'm going to steer you don't have to get you grit your teeth and go would you please turn it around that way you can actually aim wherever you want and get loads more points um, they have hmm. uh, they have an autopia. That sounds like it was from experience, right there. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I go in first. <laughs> um, so so if I wanted to pull the 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 laser gun out of the holster and just point it at Dean because he hates Horizons, that would be something that I could do. You could, and if you were sat there on your own, you could pull both guns out and double gun the guy. Right, and then mm-hmm. Alonzo Morning would be in the seat in front of you, turning around and blasting you because you hate him so much. Now, now, children. I've never said anything disparaging about Alonzo Morning. He'd now be... I'm going to have to make a make a uh, a disclaimer. Poor Alonzo. Say anything about Alonzo? I'm sure he's perfectly perfectly good player. I and just wasn't watching. We're moving on. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a steampunk-themed Orbitron, but it's essentially uh, Astrojets. Um, they've got an Autopia, which is exactly the same. I think it's slightly longer, a bit more convoluted. Star Tours is there, um, but it was only in was it March of last year that they? Um, sorry, March of this year that it became Star Tours L'Aventure Continue. So up to March of this year, it was the old school uh, Star Tours. Um, And then in the middle of that is um, Space Mountain. Now, this is a completely different beast to Space Mountain in uh, Florida. Um, It was the first Space Mountain that actually had an inversion. Um, It features the um, lift. What's, What's the technical term for the Hulk start where it blasts you up? Oh, linear induction motor limb. Yeah. In English? <laughs> I, don't, I don't speak English. I speak American. Okay. Um, oh, well, you've got no <laughs> chance then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically it's basically magnetic launch. 
yeah so it's it's that um akin to rock and roller coaster you are not to 60 in about two seconds you're going up before you then drop down you can see it so it, it was um mission t- space mountain mission two which was in 2009 was when they introduced the inversion loop and you could see it launch and it was as though it was a cannon shooting you into space so there were some hydraulics on the um tube itself that you could see as though it was actually firing you out of the cannon um this year they actually changed it to um hyperspace mountain which opened in may so they put the star wars overlay on it and as far as i'm aware it's permanent so it is now hyperspace mountain i've seen video of it and it looks fantastic looks really really cool and still features the inversion um so yes you have a space mountain but this is a very very different beast altogether yeah and just so people are aware that there's height requirements are a little bit different over there um so well, first of all they measure in centimeters so space mountain uh, mission two is 132 centimeters, which is essentially 52 inches. And uh, the Indiana Jones is actually even taller. You have to be 4 foot 7, which is 55 inches. But uh, unlike the Florida parks where everything is 48 inches or shorter for you to be on. So this is a, obviously a much uh, more intense, bigger thrill ride, uh, given that it has a much higher height restriction. Very much so. Very much so indeed. So we can, sometimes there's a, a little sort of back walkway round to Fantasyland, but if we go back into the hub and then <laughs> turn right, we'll go into Fantasyland. So um, this... I'm sorry, it sounds like you're saying Fantasyland. <laughs> Fantasyland. It is fancy. fancy. It is pretty fancy. <laughs> it's very fancy in France. Fantasyland. <laughs> so we'll, 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 go, we'll go to the hub and we'll go to Fantasyland. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're walking from the hub, um, there are some turrets that they, they had built, and this was original, that w- remind me a lot of New Fantasyland, where, you know, they'd added sort of turrets and bits of wall that kind of appeared from nowhere, as though it was parts of a bigger castle. That was already in play in um, in the French version. And the first thing you come to is, it's a small world. But whereas in Orlando, you've got the big bottleneck, this has a much more impressive facade. You actually walk up. Um, a, an incline to um, get into the queue. It's much more impressive. And if you can imagine the Mary Blair facade that's at the back of the queue area as you're boarding the boats in Orlando, imagine that three times the size outside facing you as though you're looking towards a city. Um, and you board the boats outside. It's still undercover, but you board the boats outside and then go into the show building and then back out to disembark. Um, inside the ride's exactly the same. No different to the other one the song will still drive you nuts and you'll be singing it for days on end. Um, <laughs> they've, they've got a single Dumbo. They've got teacups. Um, they've have a Pinocchio and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs dark ride um, that they used to have at Magic Kingdom. And as, as far as I can remember, they are pretty much exactly the same. Well, scary so adventures? Yeah, yeah. So if you're hankering for some old school, that's the place to go. They've hmm. got some addi- additional pieces. They've got um, uh, a garden maze, essentially based on um, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, they've got a small boat ride, which I think they have at Disneyland uh, called uh, Le Pays de Conte de Fée, which is the land of fairy tales. And I think they have that at Disneyland, but this has more scenes. And then a Casey Jr. roller coaster, which is n- a bit longer than uh, Barnstormer, but kind of the same level, kind of kiddie friendly. Right, right. um, and then as you would be going to, instead of, um, uh, where are we going from Fantasyland? Instead of going from Fantasyland into Liberty Square, you actually then walk into Adventureland. And as you're walking into Adventureland, you um, will go past a very famous Fantasyland ride. Um, Amy, who is that little green fairy with the blonde hair? Um, Tinkerbell? 
Yeah, and who's who's her friend? The little boy with the green hat? Oh, um, Peter Pan? Can you say those two names quite quickly? Um, Tinkerbell, Peter Pan? Put a bit quicker and put a bit more emphasis on Pan. Oh... I know what you're doing. <laughs> Say it. I know what you're doing. Say it. Take a real Peter Pan. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Oh, you. oh that's nice. That's I've, been nice. Waiting, I've been waiting months for you to say that. Oh. <laughs> There you go, my my small contribution to your happiness. There you oh, go. Bless you, my dear. So Aww. we'll go into Adventureland. So we don't have a Liberty Square. Um, we go straight into Adventureland, and we have a you you hit um, Pirates of the Caribbean immediately on the right, and straight in front is a, a, a it's called Skull Rock, but there is it's like a kids' play area. So there's a massive rock um, shaped like a skull. There's a pirate galleon. There's a pirate's beach. Um, there's Adventure Isle, which is a bit like Thomas Sawyer's Island, but pirate-themed. They've put um, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse on this this island as well, and it's kids' paradise. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and if you're anything from four or five upwards to about uh, uh, 39, for example, it's just <laughs> phenomenal. You can spend hours there. Pirates um, reopened uh, in July um, after a major refit where they put Jack Sparrow in. Very similar to um, the Orlando version. However, there are a few differences which arguably make it a better ride. So when you start, you board the boat and you go out into a, a little semicircle where it's um, they actually have a restaurant. It used to be called the Blue Lagoon and it's now Captain Jack's restaurant. Um, and it's very, very similar to the start of um, the Grand Fiesta tour where you drift past the restaurant. So you can see people eating. They can see you going into the ride. You then go into a lift hill where you go up. So rather than going on a drop down, you go up to start the ride. And it has more drops. There's a very sh short one at the start. There is a, a larger one where you go into the, to uh, the Tortuga sequence, which is essentially the same. The redhead's still there. Uh, they've got a really cool sword fighting animatronic that, that's really, really effective. And then there's a third drop as you go under one of the bridges at the end of Tortuga and you end up under the city. And um, that's where you find a few skeletons. Jack Sparrow sat there on a pile of gold, but they've just introduced an animatronic of Barbosa, where uh, modern animatronics, so it's moving really smoothly, but there's then a, um, a flash of lightning, and it's as though the moon's come out, and all of a sudden they put dark light on it. So the, they change the light, but the dark light paint effect they have on him makes him look like he then turns into a ghost, and he pushes you away. And it's very, very cool, and I would not be surprised if they introduced that at some point in Walt Disney World because it's a really cool effect that they could potentially do relatively cheaply. No, I okay, agree. So that, 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 that effect does sound awesome. I, I would love to see something like that. I always struggle with, do I want the rides to be the same because like what they have over there sounds so cool and I want to see it? Or is it better to have the variety to kind of almost force my brain to say you're going to visit all the parks? And so I, I always go back and forth in that conversation. I... I get I get that, and obviously I'm I'm very fortunate in that Paris is pretty close to me, and I can go there relatively easy. But I've also got the luxury of being able to go to Orlando. But when they opened Tron at Shanghai, I was gutted because I knew it was highly unlikely that I was ever going to get there in person. 
um, you know, that was going to be like a major trip, particularly with with three young kids. So it's it's so you were ecstatic a month ago. (laughs) Oh, mate, you would not believe it. Um, Like be like a kid at Christmas and 10 Christmases rolled into one. But like you say, it's still a what's stopping them from putting all the same rides in all parks. Um, And I don't think it would make it quite interesting. That's one of the good things about Paris is that they, they have rides that they they don't have anywhere else. I mean, um, it's still in Adventureland. You've got the Indiana Jones and the, the Temple of Peril which is a wooden roller coaster, was the first Disney ride to ever have an inversion. It's got a, a straight loop. Um, and at the time it opened, it was like, this is unlike any other Disney ride. Um, and it's great, you know, particularly at night. It looks absolutely beautiful. They've got lanterns in the trees and it, it looks fantastic. Can't find that anywhere else. No other Disney park has that. So already there, you've got this selling point of we, nobody else has this. So, you know, um, there's a reason to, to, to come to Paris. Yeah, and I want to point out in case it kind of slid by people, when, when you came out of Fantasyland, you headed to Adventureland next. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not surprised Liberty Square's not there, but you didn't say Frontierland next, you said Adventureland, so yeah, yeah. That, that would certainly throw people for a loop, so uh, I'm assuming uh, as we move through Adventureland here, we're going to see Frontierland somewhere. We do. Well, we then go to Frontierland, um, and Frontierland has... Um, the Haunted Mansion, although it's called Phantom Manor, uh, is in here. And it is, it is part of Frontierland. It's not in a separate section, which is slightly disconcerting when you're used to it being in, in, in Liberty Square. Um, and it, it is a little bit odd to walk past the fronts of uh, a Wild West town and then a little bit further along, slightly raised on top of a hill, is Phantom Manor, which doesn't, it doesn't quite fit with the theming. Right. Um, Phantom Manor, a bit like Tower of Terror, you actually walk up to the front door and you go in the front door. The um, the start of it is the same. You have the stretching room. Um, the ride is predominantly the same. There's still Dune buggies. There's still Madame Leota. But you, I don't believe you go, because I watched it recently, that you don't go up into the attic and then down. You go through the first floor of the house and then go underground under the graveyard. Um, and it's arguably spookier. Um, yeah, that's the, an awkward storyline right there. It is, and it's, you know, the, the, the music is, is spookier, it's scarier, there's like some demon dogs in the graveyard section. As you go underground, there's lots of skeletons kind of clambering out of coffins that are obviously underground, so it can be quite claustrophobic. Grim, the the um, Grim Grinning Ghosts uh, singers, the, the four, four heads? Four or five, however many there are, are there... <laughs> ever so briefly and then all of a sudden you're in like an old west theme um which is a bit jarring but again for kids it's it's arguably a scarier ride and a spookier ride than than orlando um and it's i wouldn't say it's better but it's it's easily on a par and arguably a slight improvement so that's at one end of frontierland and then the the whole area is dominated by big thunder mountain but whereas um, in Florida it was not an afterthought, but they added it into the park, they built Frontierland specifically with a view of having Big Thunder as the domineering aspect. So it is in the middle of a lake that the river boats then go round with the ride in the middle of it. So you that board, is so cool. So do you, yeah, do you, you cross board, a bridge to get there? No, no, you, you board on one side and the train goes underneath the water. And oh, they oh that's onto awesome. The, 
yeah it's really really cool and they uh they improved it as part of the 25th anniversary um celebrations it opened december of last year and um they added special effects so they've put some led projections on the wall particularly on the final hill where everything's blowing up they've actually they project explosions and fireworks and everything on the wall so i think they lengthened it as well they actually extended the uh, the end of the ride so it's this is better than orlando absolutely better um and you know it's it it's almost a, uh, a consistent theme of paris is that the rides that are the same as orlando actually your argument would be better and i would say that the park as a whole is better than the magic kingdom it is just the weather and the service isn't quite as good the weather obviously but the level of service which i think is a cultural thing i think this is just because americans service is a very big deal whereas in europe it's not so important and every time we've been we've always had something that's not majorly wrong but it's little bits and pieces that being uh disney world um aficionados you say to yourself yeah they they wouldn't have done that they wouldn't have said that they would have done this differently they would have improved this queuing area or fast passes or, or all these little bits and pieces that make a disney stay superior to everywhere else some of those little bits and pieces are just slightly lacking if you weren't aware of it if disneyland paris was the first park you'd ever been to it would be the best theme park you've ever been to but if you've done america there are slight idiosyncrasies that just knock it down a notch but the park mm. itself if you were able to lift it up and transpose it to florida perfect park absolutely Awesome. Now let, let's slide next door where I think the similarities are not going to be very much at all because the Walt Disney Studios, as we said, that park is literally half the square footage or half the acreage of Disney Hollywood Studios. And while I think they may have a couple of rides that they share, <laughs> rides and attractions, um, they're, they're both pretty devoid of numbers of things to do. But there is one attraction that I really want to focus on. But take us a, a little tour through the Studios Park. Sure. Okay. So you, um, you enter the park... There is a, uh, an external entrance that reminds me actually quite a lot of um, Universal Studios um, in, in Orlando. Um, the, the entrance to there is quite similar, the sort of front lot area. But you then go through the equivalent of a soundstage where they have uh, shops and a couple of restaurants into the main park itself. So they don't have a main street as such. They, they've kind of built a fake main street in a soundstage. And I can appreciate why they've done that for the weather, but compared to and i will always call it mgm compared to hollywood avenue at mgm it just it doesn't sit right it doesn't feel right so they do have similar rides um, they have a hollywood tower of terror um however it is literally up and down and that's it there isn't the movement across to the final drop so i would not be surprised if at some point they bring uh, guardians of the galaxy because california is going down an absolute storm they know that they can do the overlay. It's exactly the same ride. And they are bringing Marvel into um, Paris. So they are changing one of the hotels. They're changing the Hotel New York, which is one of their moderate resorts, into a Marvel-themed hotel. Um, they have a meet-and-greet with Spider-Man. Um, and I've got it in my head. They've got a meet-and-greet with somebody else as well, and I can't remember who. But they, they are bringing Marvel in. So it would be a, a relatively easy thing for them to do. Actually, Captain uh, America or Iron Man would make sense. Yeah. Um, they have a rock and roller coaster, which is basically exactly the same. Um, although apparently Aerosmith actually re-recorded some of the songs specifically for that ride. So instead of Love on an Elevator, it's now Love on a Roller Coaster. 
Um, what else do we <laughs> well, have? Yeah, a qu- they, question about that. So um, we haven't really yep. mentioned this, but does that ride have fast pass? Do, do they have fast pass at all in these parks? They do. They do have fast passes. Um, it's it's only certain rides. It's not everything. Um, they I can remember being there probably about six seven years ago where they were introducing fast pass, and they had brought people over from America essentially to train the cast members there because they were really struggling it was even where fast pass queue was compared to the standby queue and the one of the issues with paris again kind of coming from orlando is technologically wise and systems wise they seem to be a few years behind so um i i know it's been a couple of years since i've been but i still don't think they have um magic bands i think they have rfids on the room keys um but it's everything's slightly behind. So FastPass is there, but they don't have the app. I could be wrong about this, and somebody will probably put me straight. Um, but I'm fairly certain there's not the app to to pre-book or anything like that. So they are lacking slightly. Hopefully, with the Walt Disney Company now owning it, they'll be able to speed that up a little bit to be able to to bring that online because it needs it, and you know it really helps as well. Oh, so you said they have they have Rock and Roller Coaster. They do. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get a fast pass for you because we know you, you're going to be first in line for that, darling. They've got an Aladdin's carpet as well, but because it's in the studios, they base it as though it's a film set, and the genie is the director, and they don't have camels spitting on you. It's a bit weird having done the other Aladdin's carpets that it's now part of a film set. Um, it does feel a little bit crowbarred in. Yeah, I would think. Uh, they that, also that's have a stretch the- theme right there. It is, yeah, it's pushing it a bit. Uh, they have Disney Junior live on stage, but the shows that they include in that show, and this is one where they do one English, then one French, one English, is uh, it includes The Little Einsteins and uh, My Friends Tigger and Pooh, which haven't been on Disney Junior for, I'm going to say, five years at oh, least, man. particularly I over t- here. I totally forgot about My Friends Tigger and Pooh. They're back, though. That Aww. show has actually begun airing again yeah. on the Disney Junior, the channel in the United States. Oh, I totally forgot about that show. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Friends, Tigger and Pooh? How about <laughs> JoJo Darby. Circus? You still have JoJo Circus over there? No, that never actually came over here. Oh, really? That was that was yeah, that was a complete mystery to me when I first saw that. <laughs> what about the Probably Octonauts? Oh boy. Octonauts. Oh yeah, Octonauts is big over here. Although I, I thought Octonauts was British anyway. Secret Agent Oso. Yes. Now you're, yes. Now, now you're just trying to make Amy and me make up. <laughs> <laughs> what yes, about Sheriff yes, Cowley's Wild West? Voice, I love Sheriff Cowley's Wild West. Voiced by Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. Disney legend. Disney I did legend. I had a uh, moment the other day where I was listening to. Um, I see the light from Tangled, and I was imagining Sheriff Callie singing <laughs> Rapunzel's part. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then, I, and then I thought, well, who is she singing with? Because it's obviously a duet. And I was like, well, not Peck, not Toby. Like, I ran out of, and it, probably not Stinky. So I don't know who she would have been singing to, but have my weird moment what about the koala brothers what about the koala brothers i have no idea what that is you've never heard of the koala brothers oh man is that like pajamas bananas and pajamas i've heard of that 
They're coming down no. the stairs. No. Now, why, why can't it be uh, Toby or Peck? I don't know. You don't think, no? Pl strictly platonic? Well, Toby <laughs> seems like he's a little kid to me, anyway. That's true, that's true. Peck, Toby's voice, I guess Toby's Peck. voiced by a woman. That blew my mind. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. That sounded sarcastic. <laughs> no, I'm trying, I was trying to think of the woman's name who does like um, Tommy Pickles and like a whole bunch of male characters. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of her name and I can't remember it. That's why I sounded like. What about the Bart Oh, Susan is it? Um, is it June Foray? No. I used to follow her on Vine. Oh, fine, R.I.P. What fine. is her name? I, she also does voices for um, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, I believe. And she voiced um, Timmy Turner on Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, what's her name? I'll remember it, like, days from now. I'll <laughs> somehow remember it later. This You'll tweet so it when the show topic. comes out. Yeah, this is so off topic and ridiculous. That's all right. The outtakes are growing by the moment. <laughs> I love Disney Junior. Hello, uh, me too. Listeners. Disney Junior shows are so adorable. How can you not? Oh, I have a question that's actually on topic. The answer is whoa. The answer is Tara Strong. Tara Strong. Yeah. That's right. Yes. That's right. Strong. It, she's also the voice <clears throat> of my favorite um, Batman villain animated of Harley Quinn. Yes. Her Harley Quinn is fantastic. Alright, so now that we've gone over the two parks and what can be found there, the most important question that we have not covered is who amongst the following is represented at Disneyland Paris? Duffy, Shelly Mae, Stella Lou, and Gelatoni. Well, I've heard of the first two. And the second two, I think you're making words up. I'm not making up Gelatoni, and I'm not making up Stella Lou. That's on, offensive to me. Uh, Gelatoni, I can is, confirm. I've never heard of the other one. Yeah, Gelatoni is yeah. something you eat with a spoon, isn't it? No, Gelatoni is a gray cat, and he wears a blue beret, and he can paint pictures... With? With his tail. Now, here's yes. how he met Which Duffy. Which is pointed. It's weird. I'm, I'm going to tell you the story of Gelatoni so that you will believe me that he exists. So, one day, Duffy was walking along, and he had some gelato, and he was eating it. And then he dropped his gelato on the ground, and he was sad. And then Gelatoni stuck the end of his tail in it. And painted a picture for Duffy to cheer him up. And then they became friends. And they've been friends ever since. Sounds to me like it's... he was taunting Duffy. <laughs> Sounds to me like a fever dream. <laughs> it's not. It's real. It Gelatoni came out of the yurt. Real. Um, in terms of Duffy and Shelly Mae, I don't think they're at the parks. Um, I refuse to call Duffy Duffy anyway because I have... The Disney Bear, which Same. was the precursor. Yes, I have a Disney Bear. I Same. have a purple one. Yeah, and as soon purple. as they turned around and went, ah, oh, it's called Duffy, I was like, nah, I'm out. Sorry, that's that's <laughs> not for me. And then Shelly May, even more so. Um, Gelatoni and Bobby Sue, or whatever their name is. Yeah, <laughs> no, count me out. Stella Lou. 
she's a ballerina so... and she's a rabbit. Okay. Yeah, no, she I'll pass. <laughs> oh my gosh, I never dreamed that this level of of just I'm sad. We, we do real. get we, we do get pictures taken with Duffy, but um I don't even remember seeing them two around the parks, um, Stella Lou and Gelatoni uh, around the parks when we were there in February. Mm. I mean, Je- uh, Stella Lou is fairly recent, I want to say, within the last year. She and, even is. Gel- and even Gelatoni might be only a couple of years old. This is true. I'm going to go on a hunt. <laughs> yes! Go hunting. He's get- no, he's going to go hunting them. <laughs> No, I mean go and hunt them for meet and greet for pictures. <laughs> Not like I, Polly, stop ruining things. <laughs> I'm the ruiner. Stop ruining. You're such a ruiner. Just stop. Uh, I love Duffy and Shelly May and Gelatoni and Stella Lou. And I'm sure there will be many more members of this like gang. I know that there's gonna be more of them. Jealous Tony sounds like a gangster. <laughs> He's from Jersey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a take on. It's like a pun about jealous gelato. Tony. Jealous it's a, Tony. That's funny. It's a pun about gelato. <laughs> it's harmless, you guys. No, I, won't, I, I need won't to drop. I won't let you tarnish gelatoni. <laughs> jealous Tony. He's too pure. He's too pure. Don't do this to him. Oh. Yeah, we reco- yeah. <laughs> he has a bad Italian. No, he has a bad this? Italian restaurant in the middle of uh, Main Street there, right in, right in <laughs> Town Square. <sighs> Jealous Tony. <laughs> just carry That's on. Awesome. I I don't know what to do with you guys. You just I can't I can't handle it. I can't I handle lo- it. All right, I'll, I'll, I love you, Amy. I'm only joking. So uh, I, I know they have the back lot over there. And, uh, they, that, uh, that, for and what that, it's worth, yeah. And that, <laughs> that is where we got our Lights Motors action. Yes, well, it's it's just Motors action, um, but it's essentially the same. And that was the original. That was what they brought over, whatever anniversary it was, where they swapped things around between each parks. Um, it I, was I Disneyland's have... 50th, while Disney that World was... got new attractions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it made so I much sense. Much... I have as much enthusiasm for motors action as I do of lights, camera action, lights, motors action, as I do for the studio tour. Um, mm-hmm. And to be honest, the studio tour in Paris is is even worse than the uh, Orlando one used to be. Um, they, it's not an operational park, so they were building it as though it was, but it just felt really forced. Um, they have a catastrophe canyon. They used to have some costuming areas, which they then knocked down to make a little, uh, but not little. They they made a Toy Story area, um, which is what we'll go on to next. And then they have a, a little loop around um, a film set, which is the, um, uh, you know, no doubt all of you have, have seen it multiple times because it made billions of, of dollars and pounds <laughs> across the world. Um, that massive movie franchise known as Reign of Fire. <laughs> Mom, Paul, I've seen it. I've, I've seen three quarters of it. <laughs> How can it rain fire? Rain is wet. Not that kind rain, of rain. Rain as spelled as in a kingship. They're rain. 
Oh, that tells you my level of familiarity with the franchise, then. It's all Dragon's Man. It's about the Dragon's Man. Paulie's seen 45 minutes more than I have. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. um, I... Yeah. So, so they've got this play... uh, This play land. A Toy Story area, Pixar area, where... um, it started off as uh, they included Crush's Coaster. And I was actually talking with my wife this very day. And she came up with a cracking idea. Because she heard a rumor that um, Animal Kingdom, they were talking about um, getting rid of Dinoland USA and turning it into Australia. And oh, I haven't heard of, that. Well, I don't know. Where, I, she's read this somewhere. But I'd, there are some rumors going around that Dinosaur might be going. And so, I, I did hear that. Yeah, and somebody Crikey. mentioned. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had mentioned about Indiana Jones, but to me that doesn't yes. fit. However, if you were, she'd read somewhere that they were talking about Dinoland Austra- becoming Australia or trying to get Australia somewhere in Animal Kingdom because it's an area that they don't have. If you turn Dinoland into Australia, that fits with Finding Nemo the musical because mm. Peter Sherman Forty Two Wallaby Way. You turn Dinosaur into Crush's Coaster because Crush's Coaster is an indoor roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So you take that show building, you turn that into Crush's Coaster, you then have another roller coaster for the park. Um, it's a, it's kind of a kiddie roller coaster in that it doesn't invert, but you sit on the back of a turtle shell and there's two and two back to back and it spins around. But it's not like Primeval World where it's open, you can see. It does have a few drops um, like I say, it doesn't loop as such, but it is. It turns my stomach a little bit if you're facing the wrong way. So it's a semi-intense roller coaster, but it's not as full on as Space Mountain. If you have that one end of Australia where Dinosaur is, and you have Finding Nemo the Musical, that whole corner could be Australia, which then moves into Australasia. Australasia. Now, see, I had, I had a different term for that, because I've actually done a, a fair amount of armchair imagineering about what an Australian land at Animal Kingdom would be. I called it Australia Oceana. That could where, work. Where you could actually get into a little bit of Moana, if you wanted to add a little bit of character to it. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I had heard the Indiana Jones rumor, because Dinosaur is essentially the exact same ride. Like yeah. same ride profile, same stops, same same motion, same everything. And if they made the boneyard into more of an archaeological dig, even more so than it is, I know Dean, your son would be thrilled. Oh yeah, <laughs> with that, um, and extend that kind of bone motif and make it into more of an archaeology history type thing, and then turn Indiana Jones like you go through a museum of antiquities, that kind of thing. But my idea for an Australia, it, it really would be a Great Barrier Reef ride, and I know we're getting off the topic of Disneyland Paris, but I got it, I got it. I've been I've been sitting in this idea forever. I think it'd be neat. <sighs> You're walking along like a sea coast, and um, and it's kind of like the caves at the beginning of the Little Mermaid attraction in New Fantasyland. How you kind of go in, but in this case, you actually enter the show building through like one of those sea arches. But you don't know necessarily that you're inside because they have cameras that are pointing straight up that project what they see on a screen above you. So you're actually in the show building, but you feel like you're outside, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
as you enter and wind down, you start to see kind of paintings on the wall from the uh, native uh, uh, Maori, I can never pronounce the name right, um, people from Australia. And then you, um, you know, you wind through the queue and you get onto these giant outrigger canoes. And what they are is they're in a shallow pool of water and a projection dome. And there's little wave machines to give you like the sense that you're actually moving. And it's really just on a big gimbal, which is uh, not unlike what the, um, uh, what's that attraction that they're reopening in, in, in uh, Interventions? Uh, some of all thrills. So kind of like that, but a lot less intense, where it's just on an arm. And you actually go out onto the ocean to the Great Barrier Reef. So you've got projections above night. You know, you do one of those things where the day speeds up and the stars come out and you get told the tales of the seafaring folk. You know, you can have animatronic fins that break the surface for sharks. And then the uh, outrigger canoe turns around and takes you back. And I always thought that that would be kind of a neat attraction to have. And, you know, it would, it would have kind of that mess with your senses that Mexico can have. How you feel like you're outside, but you're not. Sounds but, very cool. I like it. Yeah. But, and expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, so enough, to, not enough oh. koalas for me. Well, the koala. Mm, yeah, a koala exhibit would work really well. That would be cool. I wonder if you could have an outback walkthrough where you'd have like the top ten most dangerous things in Australia that can kill you, and then you could have an outback steakhouse. Well, you could do that. You know what they could do is you know how like it, some zoos they have one of those um, like the, those little um, lorikeet exhibits where you can go in and you can feed them. They should have a kookaburra exhibit where you can go in and just laugh with a whole bunch of kookaburras. Starring Amy Beth Combs. And Dean and Ma Polly. MAGA. <laughs> Make Amy giggle oh, again. MAGA. I was going to say, you need to explain the acronym each and every yes. time you use it, sir. There's only one yes. appropriate way. It should be Make Amy Giggle Again. Always. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of, like, by Crush's Coast, you've got the kids' rides, I suppose you could call them, at Toy Story, the parachute drop, the Slinky Dog Spin, which isn't going to be the Slinky Dog Coaster. That's uh, coming to MGM. Mm. Um, and there's a couple of shows there which are really good for families. I um, love that you called it MGM. Yeah, I, I always do. It always will be. Just like my dad will always call it Mother Earth instead of Spacey Earth. Mother Earth. Drives me nuts. What? Fast, fast track. Got to get on fast track. Dame uh, Judy Dench is all of our mothers. You've been denched. So, yeah, they've, they've got a show called uh, Mickey and the Magician, which uh, is new for this year. I've seen video of it. looks really good. Um Please, please, please do not go into uh, Armageddon Le Fête Spécieux. Uh, <laughs> it is one of the worst attractions, not just in Disney parks, but possibly in the world ever. Um, so this Armageddon is 1998, um, and this attraction feels like it was built in 1978. Um, oh, you don't want to miss a thing. It's awful. It's it's dreadful. It's trying to. It's as awful like as that joke right there, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pretend that didn't happen. Uh, it, 
It's essentially um, uh, an equivalent of the Twister ride. So they are trying to say, hey, look, we've got this big special effects heavy um, movie. Uh, these are how we did some of the special effects. You're going to walk onto a space station and you're going to experience what it's like to um, be under a, a meteor shower. And you walk into a big room and the floor shakes a little bit and some stuff falls down the ceiling and a big blast of fire keeps coming out the center. And then you walk outside and you look at each other and go, the hell was that? And that's it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's you shockingly done, bad. You're just confused. <laughs> but you need to experience that attraction if you were of the mindset that you don't want to miss a thing. No. You do You do want to miss a thing. <laughs> you want to miss that thing. Steven Tyler was wrong. You can get away with missing some things. <laughs> and can we, can we loop back around to Ben Affleck? And his wonderful Australian accent <laughs> with the animal crackers, which I'm, are not I'm, crackers, but are in fact I've, cookies. I've tried to blank that from my mind. Right. We should, should move we back move to, to no. We should move back to Reign of Fire because this movie has Matthew McConaughey, Christian yep. Bale, and Gerard Butler yep. in it, among others. Yep, it yeah. does. It it's got a whole bunch of stars that just look dirty all the time, and, and you have no, no idea what's going on, and no dragon, but they're very scared of them. So we've teased, we've teased our listeners for about two hours. So should we actually move to where they want to listen? <laughs> Maybe. Let's take a look at it. Let's hear a little bit about the area and the attraction that will be coming to Epcot soon in the Ratatouille. So the, um, the Ratatouille ride was added after they put this little Toy Story Playland in. Um, and it was an extension to this whole Pixar area that they've got. And it's, it, there is a shop there. Um, the, the outbuildings itself is, is set out very similar to that sort of Parisian theme. Um, there is a, um, a, a, a Gusto's restaurant, but it's actually called, um, Le, I think it's Bistro Chez Remy. Um, and the, the restaurant tags onto the end of the ride. So you, you actually can see people getting off the end of the ride and walking past um, the inside of the restaurant um, while you're sitting there eating. The ride itself um, is... A combination of uh, a trackless ride, so uh, similar to... And when I rode this, this was the first time I'd ever done the trackless ride. But it's the Pooh's Honey Hunt, which I think is at Hong Kong Disneyland, was one of the first ones to use this. So it's it's essentially a doom buggy without the back um, sliding around on the floor, but it's controlled. So you've got no no control over it. It just it takes you where it, it wants you to go. Um <laughs> It's a combination of 3D film and um, live moving stage work. So you move from room to room, but it is as though you are traveling through the restaurant and kitchen um, of Gusto's. So you, the, you, your buggy is what's known as a ratmobile, they call it. You're essentially sitting <laughs> on the back of a rat. It's a nice rat, you know, it's, it's, it's friendly. <laughs> You're um, sitting in a hollowed-out rat? It's kind of, <laughs> but we don't say that. And I see no. no no height restriction here, so this is a, a no family-friendly ride. Absolutely. Although I, I'm one to talk, you set out in a hollowed-out elephants for Dumbo, so yeah, yeah, we bypass that. That's absolutely fine. We don't talk about that. We don't mention that to the kids. Um, <laughs> they're just, you know, they've got back problems. It's fine. So you end up um, being chased by Chef Skinner, um, who's kind of darting around, and you you because you're the size of a rat, it's a lot of sort of feet walking past you, and you're hiding under, for example, a trolley, 
um, say the dessert trolley. So you're hiding underneath that. So you can see the wheels of the trolley to the side of you and you're watching the screen in front of you. And as the trolley is moving, the wheels are moving physically next to you. And then you nip out to the side and you go into the next room. I'm sure at one point, I think you end up, either end up in the grill or the oven where there is flames above you. I don't think there are actual flames. I can't remember if they're actual flames. <laughs> I don't think they are. It's not like the mummy, um, but there is some heat. And it is the cowboy scene. The <laughs> and you, you, act, you, know, you nip out and you, you're being chased. But it's, um, it's fun. It's not, it's not scary yet. Yeah, Skinner jumps out at you and it's in 3D. But this is very kid-friendly. This is pretty much universal. If it's, if it's intense, it's going to be for very young kids. And I think, to be honest, it will be one where they probably would want to ride it again afterwards. It would just be the initial shock of what's happening there and then. Um, there is no real massive spinning or being thrown around or anything like that. It's, it's, it's pretty hectic, but it's a really fun family, um, family friendly hectic. Um, and the restaurant itself, um, it's set out as though it is your, uh, Remy size. So when you queue up to walk in, you queue up as a, as a, a grown up and you, um, see uh, the the d and they they check you in and then it is literally a, you turn a corner and the floor tiles change size and so do the walls um the, the bricks in the wall so all of a sudden it is this design element where as you turn a corner you become rat sized and as you walk into the restaurant the chairs are those um the, the champagne wire cages that you have on top of the court oh, there are that is so cool they're that. a gigantic place. It, the, the theming is just brilliant, and I really hope they bring that to Epcot as well because that will set it off. If they get rid of uh, Monsieur Pauls and um, Chef de France and put that in, I think that would be an absolute stone-cold winner. Um, the combination of the two, the ride is fantastic, and the restaurant is as good. Um, and if they can bring both of those in, it will, it will really um, up the game of the whole park entirely. How long is the ride by time? Ooh, there's a question. I'm going to say two minutes. Okay, pretty quick. Um, That's not it, bad. It's, it's, it's one that feels quicker than it probably is. Um, and what I'm doing here is skillfully playing for time <laughs> while I'm Googling. How many, people, uh, <laughs> how many people fit in your rat? I think it was six. By That's memory. a big rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's one of those where you can fit kind of it's six. It's a meal. Six, yeah. Six riders per, per six riders per vehicle, and uh, duration is ah oh, four minutes forty. I don't remember uh, it being that long. I think because it's so hectic, is it feels a lot quicker because there's so much going on. That's a long time. Yeah, that four, is that's awesome, four, and it's four, four awesome that you think ride. it's two minutes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't wait for it to, um, to to come to Epcot. It's uh, it, it's really gonna and that side of the park, particularly with Frozen on the other side. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna bring a lot of people that way. Amy, you okay with this ride going into Epcot? You know what? I've I've made my peace with the fact that this is the direction they're going in. I've traditionally felt like there shouldn't be characters or any sort of Disney story in World Showcase, but you know, I'm not always the target audience. Not everything has to be for me or appealing to me, so do what you must. At least it's at least it's actually France. 
unlike this say, unlike say, yeah. uh, you know, Frozen or Aladdin in their respective countries. I Frozen is Scandinavian. Aladdin I, is in Morocco, and that yes, is in Morocco like... is so far <laughs> from Saudi like, Arabia. <laughs> does anyone own a map, a globe? <laughs> Anything, <laughs> a compass. We, we need Dora to show up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, since we can't get any lower, I'm going to ask the question that everyone wants to ask. Um, when it comes to the UK Pavilion in Epcot, how realistic is that? Ooh. Ooh. Um, not very. <laughs> It's kind of like a Frankenstein's monster of architecture, isn't it? Well, let, let, let me put it like this. The Rose and Crown sells uh, Bass <laughs> Ale and Harp Lager. And yes. I haven't seen Bass Ale and Harp Lager in the UK for donkey's years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how, what how about is the donkey's food, years? What <laughs> yeah, is what's donkey's years? years? Is that like a dram? <laughs> yeah. A dram of years. forever. <laughs> um, how, how about the food, though? Um, the the Yorkshire, oh, Yorkshire County fish and chips, they they are tolerable, and uh, it, it pains me to say, but we tend to end up having fish and chips quite often because my kids really <laughs> oh, no. like fish and chips. Oh no! They, That's they like, like us the... going on vacation to McDonald's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really simple meal for them that we know that they're going to eat because they eat fish and chips over here. They're nowhere near yeah. as good as home. Um, no, but they are. It's tolerable. Let's face it. Um, I, we have never eaten at the Rose and Crown. Um, uh, we, we've never, I think I've had maybe one beer from there because we were sat outside and we needed a drink. But it, it really is a case of um, we would rather drink and eat anywhere else but there because we mm. can get that at home anyway. Well, no, we can't. We can't get half. We, it might actually be worth drinking there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to Florida to get harp. <laughs> That's How awesome. bizarre. But you still can't dr drag yourself over to Spice Red Table, just like everybody else can't drag themselves over to Spice Red Table. <laughs> That's a pavilion, too, that has seen very, very minor changes since 1982. I mean, I, I, there's been no new attraction. Uh, the restaurants have all stayed the same. Um, the menu stayed roughly the same. I mean, the sh yeah. yeah, the shops might have changed some things. Yeah, um, but I think they mostly... expanded. Yeah, I think they expanded the poo offerings. Maybe after mm -hmm. that got more popular in the '90s, and the musical act have changed a couple times. Yeah, they turned mm -hmm. over a little bit, but kind of all in the same idea. Yeah. If um, if you were going to uh, to Paris uh, at Disneyland Paris and, and you wanted some um, authentic French cuisine, which I've, I've no doubt that you guys would, if you made your way to the Disney Village, there are some um, very very traditional French restaurants. There's uh, and, and cafes. Uh, there's a cafe called uh, Livre d'Etoile, um, which translates as Starbucks. Um, there is a Comte de Sandwich, which is um, I think translates as uh, maybe Lord or possibly Earl of Sandwich. Um, and there's a, a place that sells meat sandwiches called uh, Sank Om, which uh, I believe is five guys. I completely took you seriously. Oh, Sank Om! I, I was so interested. I was like, ooh, they have real French cuisine at Disney? That's cool. We pommes frites. Pommes frites. What about pa Panera? That, that's pretty French, right? 
No, uh, there's yes. no Panera, unfortunately. <laughs> no Panera. We, we do not have Panera at the Disneyland Park. Obopon. And what about Dean's favorite Obopon. restaurant, Red Lobster? Oh god. Oh, that is offensive. Just, that is offensive to seafood everywhere. <laughs> Dean <laughs> loves Red Lobster. Rub Lobster de Rouge. <laughs> Genuine Kentucky Shoreline food, right there. Oh man. Oh. That that is a tour of Disneyland Paris for you. Um, it is definitely worth going. It is worth checking out. You can easily spend three days there. Um, and Ooh, really, went for the two no. parks. Hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we we normally spend three, maybe four days, and and by the end of the fourth, it does start to feel a bit, little bit like we've done everything. But there is still enough there that uh, there is good enough stuff to go back to. Um, the Magic Kingdom Park, uh, the Disneyland Park, uh, is is good enough that it, it needs two days on its own. And there is enough of the studios that that takes up a day easy. Plus, you've got the Disney Village. You've got the hotels that are there for the evenings. Um, you know, they, they have a really good um, firework and, and uh, projection show now um, that looks absolutely stunning. So there is there is three possibly four days worth it's easy to do a day trip to paris you know you are 10 minutes away on the tgv so you could stay at disneyland paris resort in one of the hotels get that whole disney that disney vibe and still take a day trip to paris quite easily um so you know a five-day trip to france and have a proper disney holiday is is more than manageable um and i i really would recommend it don't worry about the the language that's absolutely fine um the, the culture the service culture it has got better the smoking isn't so much of an issue um you know they've made 25 years they'll easily make another 25 and, and they're still going strong and they, they just seem to be getting better and better well a proper disney holiday that is the good stuff this has been the good stuff thank you for listening to butter and bacon for personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon. Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. <laughs> Bert et Bacon! <laughs> Bert et Bacon! That's you can't do that the first time! That is genius. Fantastic! Fantastic! Shall we begin? Uh-oh. Proceed. So, do, you, do you need a count in, or are you just going to go? Oh, I was, I was just going to go, but why is Amy going, uh-oh? I don't know.
I just, whenever anybody says, are we ready to start? I'm just always like, uh-oh. <laughs> Here goes nothing. <laughs> no. Here goes nothing. Hey, Amy, I've, uh, I, I thought of you today. Careful. Steady. Were you, um, were, you, were you looking at feet? No, no, no. We, uh, I was taking the kids <laughs> to go and get the haircut pre-holiday, and we were just walking around the corner, and my eldest daughter goes, oh, look at that lively dog, and oh, look at his collar. And it's a dog with um, a Disney dog collar on. Like pictures of Mickey and Minnie and everyone. Oh. Never, never seen it before because Harley's got a Mickey silhouette dog collar, but we've not seen that one. Oh, nice. And it turns out the dog was a Bernese Mountain Dog. <gasps> it was Casey on holiday. Well, so I say to the guy, oh, is that Bernese Mountain Dog? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's really cute. I was like, her name's not Casey, is it? He was like, no, it's Jenny. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Jenny! Oh my gosh, that's a perfect name for a dog, though. Jenny! Jenny! So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I named Talk, my dog Jenny. Dog on the list. <laughs> oh my awesome. gosh, I love the name Jenny for a dog. She's so, I can hear it's it's the Aloha Pork Amy. It totally is. <laughs> oh my, can you imagine, like, it's so She cute. was absolutely gorgeous as well. Oh my goodness. So shaggy. Such luxurious, long, firm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch these Marvel movies now, because they're yes, just... Yes, you will. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Yes, you will. <laughs> you will. Amy, Amy you, you, you can watch them on the Funnel Vision on the cruise. I won't be taking a cruise. You will. You, you'll do the dry dock stay. You'll stay in Port Canaveral for three days, and you won't go anywhere. Yeah, it's would, a cruise would, to nowhere. would you do that? <laughs> they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but would you? If but they if they did, did would, you? would you? I mean, I would guess. you? Could you on the boat? <laughs> would you? Could you? It can float. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I would try it. I don't know. I would not, could not in that ship. <laughs> I yeah, would cool. not, could not. Yeah, it's not cool. hip. <laughs> That word ended in a P there, Mr. Bowers. We are a family. That's good. Just just checking. This is a family show. We are a family-friendly show. Absolutely. When uh, Paulie feels like it. When Paulie Paulie messaged me saying, like, oh, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, we do a record and then I edit out the naughty bits. And I I just thought, wow, Amy must swear like a sailor. (laughs) Oh, you have no idea. (laughs) (sighs) Never sully the best combs and family. Mama and Papa Beth Combs would not appreciate it. That's right. Yeah, Polly, knock it is off. Be- is, is Beth Combs your surname? And Beth is your middle name? <laughs> <laughs> no. O- only in no. our twisted version. <laughs> mind, only- mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, it, is, it is just the Combs, but it is much more funny to say that everybody is Beth Combs like when, when she was doing her Maxine Waters impression. It became Maxine Beth Combs. <laughs> uh, which uh, today's her birthday. Almost- it all boils down to there's just something wrong with Polly all the time. <laughs> oh, we knew all that. the time. A quid is otherwise known as one English pound. Fantastic! <laughs> please say one English pound again, please. <laughs> now, 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 why why isn't that a pound sterling? Oh boy, because so, it's an English pound. Oh, a pound sterling is not an English pound. Yeah, it is, but. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm only about challenging you by what I just googled. <laughs> quid, one pound sterling. We paid him four hundred yeah, quid. One pound sterling. Yeah. 
I just didn't know if there Dean, was, like... stop offending our guests. Come oh. on. Have, have some decorum. Amy, Amy, all you have to do is say, Hey, Ben, how big is it? Three, now, uh, well, that was well. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna make the show. <laughs> no, that that does not deserve to make the show. <laughs> Perfect. Tell us how you feel about things. Tell us your opinion of Dean and his opinion of Disney Twitter. Wow. No, 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 Amy. Tell tell us your opinion of Dean and his opinion on Horizons. Nope. Oh, Dean's opinion of Horizons doesn't matter because he <laughs> Much like Amy's he opinion never... of any theme park ride now, since she went there for two weeks and rode nothing. Dean never experienced Horizons. Nope, so because it was so Dean's unpopular it closed before I got there. Doesn't matter since he was never a a passenger you know, on I, that I, I never experienced Abe Lincoln getting shot, but I have an opinion on that too. <laughs> Listen, I've never been I wasn't stood up at prom did, did you, and I've never been punched in the face. Did, you, so. did, you, did your prom <laughs> date find your foot wait, wait, photos wait, on Twitter? We, I, <laughs> I, I, Do you know how long? Prom? I'm assuming Twitter it was like 20, 2014. It's like, yeah, it was like three or four years ago. Yeah. Oh, what is wrong with you people? Why did I agree to this? Could, could I interject with uh, with five words? Not oh, no. gonna make the <laughs> joke. <laughs> yes. yes, you can. That's probably a true statement. Yes, you can. In any shape, form, or fashion. Oh, we have to can again. So Ben, you said that her. You said that Horizons. Three, two, one. Don't go back. Don't go Horizons like. Let's go back. Lit fireworks too close to your house. Back again. So Ben, we. Great. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I can do this without the countdown. Three, two, one. So we have a Orbitron. <laughs> Sorry. Let's try that one again. No, that was good, Dean. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. You think an Orbitron's funny, sir? Uh, it sounds round and ballish. Yeah. And weirdly, it literally is. Mm. Are you still there? Amy, no comments. <laughs> I was waiting for Amy to comment. Why, why were you waiting for me to comment? I'm not allowed to discuss that ride over in France. I've never ridden it. <laughs> Oh, you child. <laughs> I, I'm being, I'm just sitting over here by myself, minding my own Are you business. shipping some Darjeeling? I, I'm <laughs> sitting over here, you know, over here, sipping my Darjeeling. <laughs> Dean, Dean is becoming very presidential. Oh, Paulie. Paulie, I've got a really good idea, actually. Because these two keep arguing, should we yeah. get Amy to leave the call for a second? <laughs> Two, two, two words, Amy. Flaming lawnmowers. <laughs> Starting things with me. I don't understand why Dean is being so aggressive today. I, I haven't done anything to bring this on. You want to be starting something. Got to be starting something. Too low to get under. 
I have an actual on-topic question, though. I know that like blows go for everyone's it. mind. No, right it's here. fine. We'll just we'll you just can go slice right it, it in like maybe at the end, like after when he's finished talking about the studios. Okay, go three, ahead. two, one. Ben, how are you? Guess who's back? <laughs> back <laughs> again. <laughs> we liked it so much. We're gonna do this twice. Are, are we are we making reference to this is the second time or not? No, no, probably, okay. probably not. I mean, well, I'll put it to this way: if we do, I'm just gonna outtake it. Jingle bell, jingle bam. <laughs>